0: For, for excellence in kingdom building is our vision statement. That's our vision. That's, that's what we all are seeking to reach, that level of perfection. As we find in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 4, as they talk about the reason we have all of these gifts is so we can get to a point where we are perfect in Christ. Uh, just like we're working and waiting for this building to be perfect, as much as perfect as possible to be done, it's under construction. But we talked about how we uh, who really are the church, we, How we are yet under construction but one good thing about us being under construction just like this building being under construction even though this building is still under construction it can still serve a purpose and we can come in and worship well you recognize that even though we are not perfect as individuals we can still serve the purpose that God has created us to serve we can still do the work God has called us to do some people want to wait till they got it all together, and I'm perfect, and I'm straight, and I everything good. Nobody's going to say anything bad about me before we do the work God has called us to do. But I'm coming to let us know as we move into further into 2020, into this century, into this decade, that we will look that God can use us. And that's why we say we're striving for excellence in kingdom building. Well, how are we doing it? We're doing it through seeking God in worship, through shaping lives through teaching, And by serving the world through mission and evangelism. So we say we're seeking God, we do that in worship. We come to worship him. And we don't just worship in this building, but where we worship, we're seeking God, the seeking his will and his way. But then we're shaping lives through teaching. And that means that we have Bible studies. We have, yeah, Sunday school or empowerment hour. We have opportunities to allow God to shape our lives through the teaching of the gospel. So we're learning, we're learning, we're learning, we're learning. But we're doing all of this so we can serve the world, so we could be used by God to do the good works he called us to do. And listen, he said, let your light shine that others may see your good works and give him glory. That's what, I like the song is just saying, that he can be glorified, that he can be lifted up. He's lifted up by the things we do. So God wants to use us in a special way to do that. So we've been on this series concerning being good stewards over what God has entrusted unto us. And I know when you hear about stewardship, you're saying, oh, the pastor's just trying to talk about money. But God has given us more than money. Let me say that again. We talk about being good stewards. And yes, I have not preached a sermon in this series about giving more money. Because God has given us much more than money. God has given us much more than money. God has given us much more than money. I feel you. Somebody trying to say, what's more than money? What are you talking about? Ain't nothing worth more than money. What's money? Money moves everything. I I, I feel you. But listen, God has given us each other. And we got to learn how we can have money and, and have a lot of things. Yeah. But we got to learn how to appreciate each other and use the things. Not appreciate the things and use the people. We've we got to learn how important it is that he's given us. And that's what the first century church did in Acts chapter 2. They made sure that everybody was covered. They had a love for each other in such a way that all became one family, that we loved each other, we, they cared enough for each other, because they expected Christ to come back at any moment. So that's what we've been talking about. So that brings us to our, our scripture for this, for this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 16 through 18. So we do not, So do not lose heart. Though our outward self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient or they're temporary. But the things that are not seen are unseen are eternal. Let's pray. Gracious God, speak to us, guide us, direct us now. Bless us that your will might be done in all we say and do. Help every last one of us to receive your message, your word, that we will not just be healers but followers of your word in this brand new year you've given unto us. Bless us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our subject would be moving beyond 2020. Moving beyond 2020. A lot has been said already about this year, You know, 2020 being a year of vision. Yeah, a year to refocus. It's 2020. Yeah, a lot of visual references come to mind because we're familiar with the term of 2020 vision. Amen? We're familiar with 2020 vision, and we yearn to have 2020 vision. But let me just ask you on today, Do you know what 20-20 vision is? 20-20 vision is considered normal vision. That means that you can read at 20 feet a letter that most human beings should be able to read at 20 feet. That's what 20-20 means. It means that you could read at 20 feet a letter that most human beings should be able to read at 20 feet. Yeah. In other words, 20-20 vision is just vision that's considered normal. Right. My, my. And in the case of physical eyesight, that's good. But as it pertains to vision and the plans that God has for your life oh, and for his people, we must go beyond 2020 vision. We've got to endeavor to go farther than normal vision. I had a good friend of mine, Reverend Timothy McDonald, say not too long ago, he reminded me of this. He said that God never used people who were just normal. That's true. That's true. Now, he used ordinary people, but not normal people. Think about it. For you to be truly used by God, to reach the heights of faith that you need to reach, to to get to what God expects you to be, and to do what he expects of us, um, to even volunteer to do what God wants us to do. You kind of have to be a little, let's say, touched. To become what and who God wants you to be, you must be beyond normal. Yeah, a little touch. Look at Abraham. God told him to pack up his family, pack up his belongings, pack up everything he has and move to a land where I'll tell you. In other words, you don't know where you're going But pack up everything you got and go. And Abraham, by faith, faith. packed up everything and his family and started for a land where he didn't know where he was going. A little touch. Just got to do what what you think. Look at Moses, stammering, tired-tongued Moses. Knowing he's not an eloquent speaker, And yet Moses was told to go tell Pharaoh, go go to the king, go to the head of the country and tell him that God said, let my people go. And Moses went. Couldn't really speak clearly, but because God said go, just a little touch, he went and did what God said do. Look at David, a little shepherd boy. And there's a giant out there, a philistine that's just getting on Israel's army, just getting on the army, talking about him, just, just daring him to come fight him. See, so David got so frustrated when He said, why, why are y'all letting him just take control of y'all? Why are y'all scared of him? He said, oh, no. No, I'll I fight him. No, I, I, can't, I can't wear y'all armor. I'll fight him. I'll I fight what God gave me. Amen. That's the point right there. Yeah. You, use what God has given you. Don't, don't wait for somebody else's stuff to do what God called you to do. Took his sling shot, five smooth stones. Yeah, you, you know the story. And he was able to slay this giant. To, to go against a giant and to go against all odds, because you're led by God to do it, you must be just a little touch, a little special, a little beyond normal. All right, well, you're saying, yeah, all them biblical characters, Pastor, I understand that. No, no, what about you? Oh, yeah, when you, when you decided to follow Jesus, what, what did you sign up for? Did you sign up and say, Lord, I'll follow you on Sunday morning, I'll sit in the pew, and that's all I'm going to do for you? Or did we sign up to be in his army? I know we are saying, well, I'm on the battlefield. For my Lord, yes, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. And I promise him that I will what? Serve him till I will die. Not till I get tired. Not till I get mad. Not till somebody don't call my name. But I promise him that I will serve him till I die. I'm on the battlefield. Anybody ever say that song? Yeah. <laughs> Few hands going up. I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor. <laughs> What's a battlefield? You said I'm gonna ser- you're gonna serve in the Lord's army. Yeah. I'm on a battlefield. What happens on a battlefield? You fight right yes. and have a great chance of getting hurt. Yeah. At a minimum shot at and maybe even kill on a battlefield. And we promised we would serve him till I die on the battlefield. That, that's the picture that it paints. But you, you join this army, you had to be a little touched. You had to, to, to sign up for that. When we think about the things we ask all of us to do, the hours we ask to spend as disciples of the First African Baptist Church, you're going beyond normal you do know it's normal for people to be asleep at 6.30 in the morning or 6.33 to be more exact when folk get up every morning before 6.33 get on the prayer call and just say good morning everybody and wait for someone to do a scripture and the theme our our vision statement and then someone else to pray to start off our day every every morning all y'all who get on that early morning call i want you to know you touched yeah you're a little special because most folk want to keep on sleeping they're they going to that second that second thing or, or they us up going to work or getting back from work touch yeah touch touch folk show up for sunday school want to study and learn about god's will when you can get that little extra hour or so sleep. yeah touch touch folk show up the bible study for an hour to study God's word and to understand what we're going to do. Touch folk, just just touch, folk folk, touch. Touch folk, go get up and get to the church at 6 a.m. on Wednesday morning just for prayer. I said, sure enough touch, you got to be touched. (laughs) Touch folk, well get up and out of other things you could be doing right now, you decided to come and worship the Lord at a place of worship. When right now, normal folk could be sitting there waiting for the game to get started. Because you took a risk that we might not be finished in time for kickoff. (laughs) But you were touched enough to say, I'm coming to worship because I thank God for how he's brought me through and what he's brought me to in 2020. All I'm saying is that it takes special folk Beyond the vision, beyond the 2020, to see what God is saying to us. It's beyond normal to do the things that Christians do. To help folk that won't even thank you. Beyond normal. To love people who don't like you. Beyond normal. Serve those in need when you have need yourself. Beyond normal. God has blessed us in a special way, and he's blessed us so we could change and to move in such a way. He has charged us beyond 2020 vision in 2020. This text is telling us we will have difficulties in life. We will have difficulties in 2020, but don't lose heart. There will be great challenges in 2020, but hang in there. There will be disappointments and times of frustration. But be encouraged because your vision is beyond normal. 2 right, right. Corinthians 4, 16, 18 says, So we do not lose heart. Though our outward self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Our outward self is wasting away. Let me say this. Once you are physically born you were on your way to a physical death. Amen. And, and you may not have recognized it, but you are getting older. The stuff we look at is temporary. And if you take a look at all of us right now, that look you see on every last one of us is a temporary look. Because those who were around 20 years ago, you looked at some of these same people 20 years ago, that look you saw 20 years ago was a temporary look. Because they don't look that way now. So the building kind of reminded me when she came back in 1992 and she looked, there was a boy pastor here in the pulpit. (laughs) With a head full of hair. Yeah, Yeah, that's what she she meant here. Boy pastor with a head full of hair. I can run up them stairs and keep on talking and just come right up here and start talking. I run up these stairs now, y'all got to sing a song before I start talking. <laughs> and the same thing when we look at each one of you. You have changed over. That, that look was a temporary look and the look you have now is temporary. Amen. At this point, I would do what Reverend Marr used to do at President of our convention. He would say, look at the person around next to you and smile. Just look at them and smile the person next to you. If they don't smile back, take your teeth out. (laughs) Y'all know we have, it's it's a temporary look and the things we see now, everything you see is temporary but there's an eternity that's going on. He says the outward side. We're wasting away. But even though we're wasting away because we're serving, because we're loving, because we're caring, because we're forgiving, even though we're wasting away, our inward side is being renewed day by day. Now listen what it talks about. For the light momentary affliction. Whatever affliction we're going through, the Bible is telling us it's light. Whatever you're experiencing. Whatever... You happen to go through and it seems so heavy. Notice that God is saying to you how heavy you might feel it is. It really is momentary, it's it's temporary, and it's just a light affliction. I know sometimes this stuff can get us so depressed, so down. Some people even get to the point of suicide. But you gotta understand whatever it is you're going through on this side, whatever you're going through now, whatever you've been through in 2019, whatever you see facing you now, you got to recognize you hanging there with God. Don't lose heart. Whatever you're going through, it's light and it's momentary. Yeah. This too will pass. Yeah. Yeah. God loves you, God cares for you. And I know we've gone into a new year, and we were so excited that everything would be new. You know, I, I, I looked at my hands, my hand looked new, I looked at my feet, my feet did too. But I looked at my bills and they weren't new, they were the same old bills. Same old folk getting on my nerve at the job. Same old stuff going on, but listen, no, 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 no. All that is temporary. It's a light and momentary affliction. But you need every trial. You need every tribulation. You need every trouble that's coming in your life right now. What do you mean I need it, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. You need it because whatever you're going through is preparing you for an eternal weight of glory that you can't even compare. The Bible says, Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And if you love him, you're going to go through the heartache. If you love him, you're going to go through the pain. But you're going to go through it the way he wants you to go through it. You got to go through it trusting him. Not trusting the economy, not trusting the president, not trusting the outside things. But you said, I trust God. And because I trust God, I'm going to hold my head high. Paul tells us how to deal with it. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Always. I got to ask you, when is always? Always. When is always? Always. So when is the time that a Christian would not be rejoicing? Now notice, did not say rejoice in your circumstance or rejoice in the fact your car just got hit. Mm -hmm. No, no. It said rejoice in the Lord. You can always rejoice in the Lord no matter what you're going through. No matter what the doctor has said. No matter what the outcome you see is coming. No matter if your team is not going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) You can still rejoice in the Lord. And that's what he calls us to do and have a rejoicing countenance when we're dealing with other folks Folk need to see the real Christian difference in us. If we are complaining and we are so upset and we're frustrated by the things in this world just like the normal folk are, then what good is it to be a Christian? If they can see joy on your face and joy in your heart and joy in your spirit because you've been able to calculate All the stuff you're going through and you're saying you know what this is light this is temporary this is just for a moment this too will pass because God got my back God loves me God cares for me and on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand when you can stand and hold your head high in spite of what folk have said in spite of what folk have done when you can say for God I live and for God I die and joy is in your heart and a smile is on your face they will also say I want to serve a God like that that's how God will get glory that's how God will be lifted up I know there are things that happen that want to make you depressed that want to make you down but understand in the midst of what you're going through the word of God says for our light momentary affliction is preparing us y'all know we have to be prepared for what God has for us he said it's preparing you Yeah, you cry sometimes, but that that crying that you're having is preparing you for something so much greater. And what would happen if every circumstance and situation you went through, if you saw that as an opportunity to learn how you could help somebody else. Somebody else is going through what you just went through. Somebody else who's going through the problem and situation you just had, and you were able to come through and tell them, you know, God helped me through this, yeah. God helped me through that, and let me help you with how God helped me. Yeah. That's what he's calling us to do when we do this, these whole ministry initiatives. We're talking about how we can help each other, like the First Century Church did. How we can help each other to meet the needs of one another and not be so, so standoffish and not want to talk with each other, not want to share with each other. listen. You don't have, to listen, do not look for it. Don't try to find a perfect anybody connected with First African Baptist Church. All right, all right. Don't you ever go looking for a perfect church. Amen. Don't waste your time. If there was such a thing as a perfect church, now, Alexander, you always say this, if there's such a thing as a perfect church, don't join it. Because right, right. you'll mess it up. So we know that we all have sinned and come short and that the ways of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. He's saying to her, even in the state where we are now under construction and may not have it all together, we can still help one another. We can still build one another up. We can still strive for excellence in kingdom building. And God wants us all to be used by him to do his work, his way, so we all can meet heaven. Your light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory that's beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things which are unseen. The abnormal trials and tribulations we go through now are light and temporary, but through the vision that is beyond 2020, we are being renewed day by day. That which destroys normal people with normal vision strengthens those who are centered and anchored in Christ. Don't lose heart. Set your vision on what you can't see. Look beyond the obvious. Look beyond the temporary. Know that better is coming. Better is on the way. You have a better life for you. God knows the the plans he has for you. And it's to prosper you, not to hurt you, not to harm you. God loves you in such a special way. And we can only see right now, well, only what we can see now is what's temporary, what's transient. We can only see what's here for a short while. But our vision takes us beyond 2020, where we will look not on the things that are seen, but the things which are not seen. We serve, not because we can see the tangible results of our serving, but we serve because we know that when we serve as God wants us to serve, he will get the glory. We love not because we know those who love who we love will love us back, but we love knowing that love covers a multitude of sins. We forgive not because we, have, have not, we forgive, not because we want them to forgive us, and they'll forgive us of all the wrong we have done, but because we know that God has forgiven us for our wrongdoings. And wants us to be at peace with one another. So that those who don't know him will come to know him. It's these good works that will glorify God. And our vision in 2020 goes beyond our normal vision of what happens when one dies. We can go beyond the present here and now into everlasting life. This is where our great faith kicks in in everything we do. No matter how much we love this world. No matter how much we love the things that we have in this world. And, and listen, we really gotta stop doing our best to protect what we think we own. And try to hold on to what we got. Cause I guarantee you, whatever you're holding on to, it ain't yours. And you're not gonna have it forever. The, the temporary stuff that we see and that we hold on to, you're going to leave that. Oh, I guarantee you, you're going to leave it. And whoever you're trying to save it for, they may not keep it half as long as you did. It's all temporary. Spend it all now. I didn't mean to say that. But the point I'm making is everything, if we're going to focus on what's really important and what really matters, We do look toward heaven because our heavenly look doesn't make us of no earthly good, but our heavenly look makes us realize how we need to treat folk where we are now. Our heavenly look helps us to love like we ought to love, to care like we ought to care, and to forgive like we ought to forgive. Our heavenly look, when we're looking at things that are not seen, will help us realize I don't have to get upset with everything everybody says. I don't have to get mad and take my toys and go to another place and I ain't gonna play with you no more. I don't have to get an attitude that is not full of gratitude. I can be grateful for what God has done and what God is doing in spite of what else happens in 2020, because my vision is beyond 2020. Well, how can we have that vision that goes beyond? Pastor, how can you tell us that heaven is our goal? I haven't been all that good. I've messed up. I've come short. I haven't lived a perfect life. Well, you don't get to heaven because you lived the perfect life. Thank you, Jesus. You don't get to heaven because you're the prettiest or the most handsome person that exists on planet Earth. Thank you, Jesus. You don't get to heaven because you did all this, made all the smart financial decisions. And got your bank account just right, your retirement just right, you got your money just right in all the banks that you need to have it in. And you are set, don't care what kind of recession comes, depression, you got your money straight. You don't get to heaven because you're a great financial manager. Thank you, Jesus. You don't get to heaven because you never got mad with anybody. And you ain't calling anybody out their name. And when they called you out your name, you don't get to heaven because you told them you're another one. You don't get to heaven because you never did that. No, I get excited about why we get to heaven, though. That's not how we get there, but I I get excited about how we get there. Well, Pastor, how, how do we get there? I thought you would never ask. You get there because God loved us so much yes. that He sent His Son yes. through 42 generations yes. who came to this earth and went about doing good. Yes. Out of all the good He did, right. folk did talk about Him. Yes. Folk did ridicule Him. Yes. Folk did call him everything but a child of God. But he's our example of how we ought to live and how we ought to love under all the pressures of this world, out of all the temporary frustrations we would have. He kept on marching toward Golgotha. He kept on marching toward Calvary because he loved us so much. He saw us as sheep without a shepherd and he knew that we needed to be covered. So look at what our Lord and Savior did. He allowed men to arrest him. He allowed them to whip him all night long. He allowed them to take him from judgment hall to judgment hall. He allowed them to do all kind of abusive things to him because he realized that he had to go through this. If we would have life everlasting, He allowed them as they march about the Villa De La Rosa right up to Calvary when they put nails in his hands and nails in his feet with a crown of thorns on his head. And as he's hanging on the cross, he utters the words, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. As he's dying on the cross, there's a thief dying next to him, a convicted felon who there has a the penalty, the death penalty is being executed upon him. Jesus could have said when He said, "Lord, when you get to your kingdom, remember me, Jesus could have told him, "What? You're a convicted felon. You've messed your life up. You haven't been in church all your life. You haven't gotten your life together. You dying for your sins. You dying for your mess. But look at our Lord and Savior as He gives us a lesson evil from the cross. He said to the convicted felon, "This day, you'll be with me in paradise." If Christ can evangelize from the cross, we ought to be able to evangelize from the couch. If Christ can evangelize when he's in pain, we ought to be able to evangelize even when we're in the rain. If Christ can take time to save somebody, even in the midst of his dying, even in the midst of his anguish, even in the midst of all that he's going through, there he is dying on the cross, being mocked by everyone, but yet he died. The Bible says he died. The blood runs from his veins, and he died. Pastor, why did he die? Well, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He died, but the story doesn't stop there. They placed him in a bar of He stayed there all night Friday. Stayed there all day Saturday. Stayed there all night Saturday night. But I I said early on Sunday morning he got up from the grave got up from the grave with power power over the grave victory over death power over sin he rose from the grave he ascended into heaven I said he ascended into heaven 40 days later he ascended into heaven and then 10 days later sent back the Holy Spirit who lives in us who empowers us that we can see beyond what we can see that we can see a new vision that's beyond 2020 the Holy Spirit living in us because now unto him who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us we have the power to go beyond 2020 we have the power to get beyond 2020 vision. I just want to tell the Lord thank you for 2020. Thank you for 2020. But thank you for a vision that goes beyond 2020. To God be the glory. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called GiveLify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.